Bulls to make it 28 to 3. Arthur Blank loving it. Up by 25. Tossed away. He's in. What a comeback. All right, welcome back to another episode of the 28-3 podcast. We have full attendance tonight for the first time in a while. Max, Nick, and Corey here with you. Uh, the last two episodes, we had some welcome great back, guests. Nick. Garland Gillen. Yeah. Welcome back, sir. Uh, but yeah, we good had, to be back. <laughs> yeah, so last two episodes were guest episodes. Uh, so it, it kind of feels good, guys, to have just the three of us. I'm excited because no one knows what's going to happen when it's just the three of us talking about uh, football and Saints news. And we got a lot of news, uh, I think, since the last time the three of us were together. Um, you know, it's funny is uh, and I promised him I would drag him on tonight's podcast. But I'm on a group text with my younger brother, Casey, and uh, that's Casey William Mall. And then one of my uh, best friends from from high school. Uh, that would be Eric Lou Wilderotter. I promised them I would use their full names on this. And uh, they kind of gave us some shit, guys, about, uh, you know, not having uh, what, you know, call it uh, bi-weekly, uh, semi-week, whatever it is, uh, you know, episodes. Like, hey, you know, it's the off season. We're, we're going to come at you once a week. But, but it's just a little way of saying that, uh, A, uh, how dare they for even – thinking about criticizing us but also uh you know as we get into the season so everybody can know we'll be coming at you early in the week with the game recap once regular season starts and then later in the week we'll be giving you game previews and then in between you know guests fun things to talk about like we always get into maybe another charcuterie board episode who knows but uh just a little drip of that information um so we've had a lot going on in saints news uh now that i'm done dragging the people i promised i would drag uh Today, the Saints brought in uh, two visits. We had Kareem Hunt and uh, Anthony Barr. I know you, Max, and you as well, Nick, are big Kareem Hunt truthers, and y'all are excited about this news. So why don't y'all give me exactly your thoughts on him coming in? Well, let me let me say this. I wouldn't say I'm a truther. You know, Kareem <laughs> Hunt, I don't think, is the same player that he was when he – was, uh, you know, we thought he was going to be the rookie of the year over Kamara. Like, it was neck and neck. And you could have made a case for it to be Kareem Hunt that year. 1,300-plus um, I mean, yards. probably should have been. He led the league in rushing. should have been, yeah. But he, let's be honest, he's not that same player anymore. That being said, you know, I'm all about just flooding the offense with as many weapons as possible. You know, let's let's just – I can't have a repeat of the previous couple of years. You know, we've talked about the wide receiver position and their deficiencies over the last couple of years. You know, last year, running backs, we had a broken down Mark Ingram. I love Mark Ingram, but, you know, he was not the same player that he was in years past. Uh, Latavius Murray for a couple of weeks was here. You know, then he moved on to a different team. Past that, we had Eno Benjamin pop in. I don't think he did anything. So Kareem Hunt, he's more of a name than probably how much game he has left in the, in the tank, but he's still – it's a good flyer to take. Now, whether he signs with us or not, that's up for debate, so we'll see. Sure. I, I'm a little more – I mean, the, the biggest issue with his production, I think, has to do with Nick Chubb coming in. And he, when you have a top five guy come in, he's going to lose opportunity. Um, I don't think anything on the field says he's in that big of decline. Um, he had a great year receiving the ball. Um, when he first got to Cleveland after um, – and I think that's what we're looking at is to fill that role uh, for Kamara, especially for the first three games, is obviously why they're doing this. And his skill set is not as fluid as Kamara in the passing game, but he's a very good pass-catching um, running back. Um, you know, when he was in Kansas City, I think he had over 50 catches. Um, and then the year – the year of his suspension, which we can talk to Corey about that a little bit more. <laughs> the pace he was on that year was outrageous. He was on pace for like, I don't know, 1,300, eight or 900 and 20, 20, 22 TDs, something like that. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he was smashing the league and then obviously he ran into trouble. So 
will Corey have to retract all of his um, Saints are going with character if they sign him? <laughs> well, I did. Well, you- let me just say, I did say uh, draft for character. <laughs> Um, Stop. So, Stop. Yeah, I didn't say anything about I didn't say anything about free agency. Shit, we went after Deshaun Watson for crying out loud until the, someone else uh, decided to be bigger assholes than us. But um, I mean, which lo and behold was uh, Kareem Hunt's former team. But that said, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty clear that I mean, yeah, given his character issues, which you know, it's one of those things. I think uh, I think Ryan from block party podcast tweeted it. Someone retweeted his tweet from like, or X, whatever they are now from 2016. And it was like, I'm not gonna be able to remember it word for word, but in 2016, he was like, you know, we sign questionable guys. We do X, Y, you know, all the things you think of with the saints, uh, but it's the team that we have. So we're going to root for them, you know? And so things like bringing in John Gruden, bringing in Kareem hunt, they're look, they have their skeletons, but you know, I'm all for we're, it. We're, go, I, we're going for yeah, it, right? Look, I, I, I look. I think Nick's going to say the same thing I am with this. I I don't root for the individual players for the for, for the Saints. Like I'm rooting for the team, the logo on the helmet, and the reality is, like, look, these guys are not all choir boys. Like every one of these guys, not every one of them, but a, a good portion of them has skeletons in their closet. And I get there's, you know, there's a lot of moral questions that are coming into play on social media and everyone's going back and forth. Like I personally just win, man, at this point. I'm not I'm not here for the for the, the moral takes and all of that. Like I just I want to watch a good product on the field. Yeah, I think it's it's safe to say it's like no one in any way, shape or form condones any of the bad acts that he's done off the field, uh, his, or even, you know, if he hasn't changed as a person, no one's necessarily condoning who he is as a person. Ideally, do you have a team that's full of like all American, you know, go getters, community guys, of course, Cam Jordan. but <laughs> 53, yeah, Cam if, Jordan. if you can have 53 Cam Jordans, you would do it. Um, uh, but you know, even guys like Alvin Kamara, you know, it's like, he couldn't have done anything dumber after the Pro Bowl. He's serving; his, he's going to serve his time for it, the suspension. But even but he admitted. To be like, fair to him, though, I mean, five years he was like the model. That's what I mean. Like, that you want. So yeah, I mean, it's kind of like you. You can do, and I, look, I, I'm going to stand by my draft for character thing because I think that's all you can do. <laughs> all you can do is like do your homework on these guys. Who are they as people? Are they good people? And then after that, it's kind of like Max says. Like th- at the end of the day, the, the team. Like whoever you are on that team, you're getting paid to win games, you know, and, and you're trying to make sure that you're not bringing in any like Aaron Hernandez in the process, but you got to win. Yeah. And, and you know what, though, it's, it, it's funny because now we're in a social media age where everything is highlighted and amplified. You know, if had Twitter been around when Michael Jordan was ascending in the NFL and the NBA and doing, doing everything he was doing, you know, like his reputation is he was a stone cold killer on the court. Right. You know, and, and I promise you people would have been picking apart everything he did off the court. You know, it's just, we live in an era where everyone is under a microscope and it's honestly, it's, it's fucking exhausting. You know, like these guys, like Deshaun Watson had impeccable character in his uh, scouting report coming out of Clemson, you know, he was uh, right. Think about it. You know, he was, he was one of the people. Well, that was were, my whole point on Corey with the draft when we were discussing is that we, you can only you know what know. you know, right? Yeah. You don't know. And look, the reality is they're human beings. Human yeah. beings make mistakes. Human beings fuck up. Like how many times have the three of us fucked up at some point? I yeah. mean, Nick and I could fill an entire season's worth of podcasts over the dumb shit we did in high school and probably college as well. well I don't know, making mistakes. Think about this, I, though. It was like Jameis Winston, at one point in time, people looked at him as, as a, a, a scumbag, you know, for the uh, the Uber ride incident, the stealing of the crab legs, all of that. You know, and it's like now he is universally beloved in this city, almost to a point where it, it, it's insanity, the, uh, the cult of Jameis. And look, I was one of the, I was one of Jameis's biggest fans. 
coming out of Florida State. And now it has gone so far in the opposite end of the spectrum that it's ridiculous. Max, it's okay. Look, we all know that your burner account is Jameis101. Okay. Like, you I, don't dude, have to I wish it. I had the time to do what that dude is doing because it is it is fucking impressive to see what he has done. That dude will – you yeah. mention Jameis or Winston in any tweet, and that dude descends upon that tweet thread and is yeah. just spitting out stats and well, all that. It's amazing. You, you should know. You see this, Nick? He's he's plugging himself. He's plugging his burner account right now. He's, are you going to plug the book next, Max? I might have to. If I remember the name of the title, I would. I actually want to read the book just because that guy is psycho and genius at the same time. Plausible deniability followed with another plug. That's pretty good, Max. That's, there it that's is. impressive. There it is. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think so. The, the initial thing with Kareem was like the cringe face emoji. But then you immediately follow that back up with like the visions of like it's the visions of Kareem Hunt and how good Kareem is. The name of Kareem Hunt, like when he was rookie and was neck and neck with Kamara, and you know, I think I think the jury's out on whether whether or not he not if he is still that guy, but whether or not he can still be that guy. But for me, and you know, this was a I felt this hot take kind of cooking up throughout the day, and uh, maybe I don't know if y'all going to think it's hot or not, but honestly, I mean, Kareem Hunt's a big name, but I don't even think it's the most impactful signing out of the past few days that the Saints well, have made. It's not a signing yet, so let's not get ahead of us. Potential. I mean let's just Potential, if he yeah. were to if he were to sign it, like what I'm saying is like everybody's excited about it. If he were to sign or if Barr were to sign, uh I I, I might even rank it number three. In I, terms I'm not of gonna look impact. I'm gonna say this right now. I don't think I think the the uh opinions on it are split. And that's from, you know, read, reading what I've read on social media today and in and, you know various Discord channels and all of that. Like, Based on what? People, people, well, people people aren't crazy about it, and some of it is due to the character, and then some of it is due to the actual performance. You know, like he's not that guy anymore. I don't think he's not the thirteen hundred yard running back anymore. Now I will is say he seven hundred, eight hundred, probably. To Nick's well, point, well, what's the expectation when you're going to bring a guy in for a couple million bucks? I mean, are people really thinking he's going to come in and lead the league in rushing? I mean, no, I, I think like our expect, expectation, I think, would be pretty spot on where, you know, you know, the first three weeks he comes in and he's more of a factor in the uh, receiving game, while Jamal Williams and Kendra Miller are probably doing more in the uh, the running game. But like, I, I think 300, 400 yards is, is probably the expectation. Anyone thinking that they were getting a thirteen hundred yard guy is probably crazy. He's you know kind of like the, the there's a reason the, he's available right now. He's kind of like the Jimmy Graham analog to the running back position. You know, like you bring Jimmy that's, Graham. That's in, a great point. That's a great point. And it and it's like, all right, what do we really expect out of him? The guy you remember, the name. It's like when your your friend that has a decent but isn't a decent job, not like totally rolling in it, it shows up in like a uh, a twenty thirteen. Audi coupe, you know, it looks nice. It just got washed. He just bought it off the lot. It's a fast car. You know, it's a fast car. You know, at one point it was a head turner, but he rolls it out like 10 years after, you know, it came off the lot and you're like, look, it's got potential. It, I, I mean, it could be good, but then I, I see I a, then I see a guy like Anthony Barr come in and, and it's like, well, there, there's your, like your tried and true SUV that you're going to take to the beach and you know what you're going to expect. And uh, it might not turn heads on the road and it might not be the fanciest name, but it's an, it's a name. It's a household name. And uh, it's what we need, you know, cause we have kids. We can't just like throw two kids and beach shit in the back of a coop. But uh, that's kind of my, you know, loose comparison to it. I like games before names and Kareem's more of a name than having the yeah. game. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, if see, he, I, look, if we, I disagree if we with that a little bit. I, I just look, if, if we get him for the minimum, awesome. But if he's wanting like two or three uh, mil, eh, no, he's not. I'm he's not, not signing for the minimum. He's not. There's no way. It won't be much more. I mean, there's a, it'll be two million in, in that range. No one's going to give him more than that. I mean, because he's a running back right now, and he's a he's not an elite running back. But I mean, I'm looking at his Cleveland numbers here. The last three years. Now he was dinged up last year a lot, and he played all all seventeen. But he was dinged up a bunch, if you remember. The yeah. first year, the first full year in Cleveland, he went for eleven hundred total yards, eleven TDs. 
Second year, he missed the second half of the season, but he finished with, uh, was on pace through eight games for 10 touchdowns and about 1,200 yards, well, about 1,100 total yards. And then last year, he lost a ton of touches to Chubb because Chubb, as we know, yeah, maybe the best his, in the league. Right. Yeah. Chubb so, found another gear last year. Yeah. And, and as they should, given him way more touches like they did and minimize Kareem's role. So I, I, he's 28. He doesn't have a ton of mileage. He only has um, how many touches? Less than 1,100 touches in his career. Um, he has had nicked up injuries here and there. So that's that's a concern. But at 28, without a lot of tread on the tires, if, you know, I, I just thought he was a good fit because of the way he can catch the ball. He showed He's it. definitely a good fit. No, it's yeah. absolutely a good fit. And look, again, we're, it, we're premature in it because he hasn't signed. I honestly don't think he signs because he's going to want more than what they're going to offer. But it would be a good fit and potentially – look, I love it. Flood the offense with weapons. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, he was asking for more, like Corey said. I, I think that's probably the case. The reality is he's going to settle in at two to two and a half. That's where it's going to yeah. be. Yeah. We talked about this in an early episode of – if we we even brought up Kareem Hunt's name, we talked about I believe it was the same episode we were talking about. It might have been the Caden episode actually because we were talking about <laughs> linebacker and we were talking about pass uh, rush. I don't we, remember that one. We were kind of going back and forth <laughs> on what we thought was more important. This is before the draft, so we were talking about is it better to get a veteran running back in there uh, just with the Kamara stuff looming. Or, um, you know, that third pass rusher or, you know, we were kind of considering those three positions and to see them go after two of them today is, I think is awesome. You know, what we end up getting out of them, who knows if we sign them both, but at least it's trying to beef up those spots that look a little bit thin for us. Yeah. I love the action. You know, it's like, this is totally not Sean Payton. You know, it, it was going around on Twitter that today that like, if, Peyton was still here, like Tony Jones Jr. is getting that rock right now. Or Cadet, (laughs) Traveris Cadet. Or if it's Cadet from a few years ago. I mean, like, there's no way in hell, I mean, because he had the opportunity to do it, and he didn't, but there's no way in hell that Peyton's going out and even bringing in Kareem Hunt for a visit. He would give us the whole, uh, uh, well, uh, you know, look, I uh, really like the room. And, I don't uh, know. He brought in Antonio he, Brown. Cause, <laughs> that is true. Because that's the same. But uh, and that, his video team. Jesus Christ! Yeah, Des oh, Bryant. What could have been? What could have been? Maybe it's a running back thing for him. But but here's okay. <laughs> shifting from but but Kareem Hunt, and then bringing in the same guy for a visit, bringing in another guy for a visit the same day is I I liked. You know, we we in our own group text did the hooting and hollering about like the news of Kareem hunt. But in that moment, honestly, I was like, it's nice, but I'd be more excited if we brought in someone in a more practical spot. And then lo and behold, a few hours later, you have the news about Anthony Barr coming in. See, I'm much more excited about a guy like Anthony Barr coming in, uh, because we even, you know, everyone's like, uh, you know, I, I got to give a shout out actually right now to uh, we're recording a little bit late. We're, we're talking about the news of Monday. It's Monday night right now. I was at my meeting over uh, at the third district volunteer fire department in River Ridge, Louisiana. One of one of their guys, they're one of my clients, but uh, Ray Roberts is a volunteer firefighter who listens to our pod, loves it. Uh, thinks you and uh, Max, you and Nick are hilarious. Uh but Smart man. Uh, <laughs> shout out to him for listening. But one of the guys in, in the meeting room tonight was like, oh, you saw they're, they're bringing in this linebacker because Demario Davis has the calf issue. And I'll say that wasn't Ray that said that. It was one of the other guys I'll leave unnamed. But a shout out to our uh, our heroes, especially if you live in the River Ridge area. But these guys are volunteer firefighters. Can't say enough good about them. But one of them said, oh, Demario calf. That's why they're bringing in Anthony Barr. And I'm thinking, like, you know, even if Demario's not injured, like, you need a quality guy. It's like what Garland said a couple episodes back. I mean, after Warner, it's 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 just, you know, guys that we know as Saints fans, but the amount of snaps with NFL snaps and the guys that are behind Demario and Warner 
are are, are yeah, and, and look, he, he has a really good point, honestly, because, you know, having a, a calf injury, we don't know the timeline and how quickly he's going to come back, and hopefully it's soon, but you just never know with these things, especially when the player is 33, 34 years old. Um, he's had amazing injury luck over his career, but he is getting up there in age. And the reality is, after DeMario and Warner, there's it's there's question marks. Yeah, it's so scary. I know – you would probably slide Pete Warner to the middle linebacker spot if uh, Demario was out, but then you got to play. They play basically two linebackers in their base set. So, yeah. who's that second guy at that point? You know, we've had oh. the the uh, the uh, Zach Bond debate before, and Demarco Jackson. You know, he, he's flashed a little bit. Nephi Sewell is another one that's had a good camp, but that's your uh, eight, your age sake. This year. My age, yeah. But look, those guys are not – no one's a sure thing at this point. And honestly, Anthony Barr is is very similar to Caden Ellis last year. That's your best-case scenario with Barr. Yeah. You know, putting up so, six, seven, eight sacks um, in a blitzing role and being able to play the run, you know, and all that. But he's not – he's not a weak-side guy. He's more of a strong-side guy. Yeah, I was really high on Anthony Barr when they uh, when the Vikings drafted him. Uh, if yeah, he was, he, was a, he was yeah, a real good player in college, man. Just, just like Caden. <laughs> But he's uh, not a great, great. – I, I don't know. Seven sacks probably <laughs> ambitious for him. Uh, it is. I probably t- three, or three or four, I would say. Yeah. But he's pretty good in coverage, which could help. Um, he's an athletic freak. Um, but – I like how, his you know, uh, savvy. Like he seems to really have a good – at this point in his career, I was watching the cut-up uh, I shared with you all. It was just from one game, but he shows uh, signs to the casual observer even that – he can read an offense. Like he can get, he can shoot a gap. He's, he knows when you're playing a trick on him and can diagnose it. And I think with the young guys we have in the locker room, like I think we need that either way. Yeah. I'm all, I mean, I'm all for signing him again. I think temper expectations here. He's older. He hasn't played a full season in five years. I think, you know, as long as our expectations are, what you know where he should be for how old is he 32 maybe it's probably he's, his, 30, he's 31 31 so he's probably yeah. paid eight or nine seasons now um Actually, you know, this is this is yeah this is his ninth year this would be his ninth so yeah you know if we end up if werner or somebody or davis gets injured in the first game we're depending on him on all year we're probably still in pretty rough shape but as yeah. a as a, a third linebacker to cover a few games if someone gets nicked up, you know, coming in there when we need it. I, I mean, you can't complain to a guy who's made multiple Pro Bowls and, and can do a lot of things out there. I think it's – I was about to say a, a, a Saints linebacker that hasn't played a full season in five years. Sounds like it fits right in. Yep, unless your name's <laughs> Mario. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of wild and he's made Pro Bowls when you look at his stats because he doesn't have any season where, you know, he's, he's filling the stat page with some strong, really strong numbers. They just kind of – yeah. It just looks like a really solid player when you look at his numbers. He's definitely one of those NFC linebackers that got in where you're like, wait, he got in over DeMario? Well, now yeah. maybe he's yeah. now that, maybe that's he's the first thought I had. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. but we'll see. Yeah. Um so anyway, I think that's uh hopefully, you know, maybe maybe we'll get one of the one or two of those two guys to sign. I you know, I'm all for signing both of them. Uh, yeah, look, bring bring know. in Dup whenever you can. You know, it never it, it doesn't hurt to add more players to the mix. You know, yeah. create competition, let everything work out the way it's going to work out. Let the cream rise to the top, and just bring in good players, man. That's it. Just bring in good players. Did you say let the Kareem rise to the top? I did not. <laughs> but that's that's good. I like what you did there. <laughs> so what I did there. Uh, Gonna, let's talk if, about if, some if, of the uh, if we let's talk about I'm some of the injuries. Let's talk about some that. of the injuries we've had over the yeah, last you know, I love talking week about or this. so. So, which one? I mean, obviously, like the one, only ones that, the ones that scare me the most were when you hear groin because those seem to be take a while to get over. Like uh, Shahid with the groin. Uh, when I hear calf, I'm thinking like somebody bruised a muscle or something like that. Maybe not as worried. What do you? What do you? Which one kind of? Or any do any of them stand out to y'all? I mean, Demario, just because of who he is, you know, and that's it's concerning because we've we've covered this a million times, talking about how it's him and Werner, and 
that if one of them goes out, there could be issues. So DeMario is the most concerning to me. Andrews Pete, you know, we expect it at this point. Doesn't yeah. really bother me. You know, it's more I'm more impressed with the fact that Penning and uh Caesar Ruiz have actually been doing so well in training camp and, and they haven't had any setbacks yet, knock on wood. Yeah. Um but uh let's see. Rashid Shahid, I know he's gonna be I know he's going to be uh, out for the preseason from what they said today, but they said he will be back for week one. Yeah. So not as concerning. Um, shit, yeah. honestly, yeah, DeMario, to me, that's the most troublesome injury. Yeah, yeah they don't seem that concerned about it, though. So, um, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, Eno's yeah. obviously out for the year. Uh <laughs> He Big was blow. probably, <laughs> if we bring in Kareem Hunt, it's, you know, we're probably better off. So that one doesn't worry you too much. Uh, I'd just say so far, so good. It's kind of how I feel about it. Nick, you're going to see you were, some of these pop up. I know, but, you were, I, I know you were broken up, Nick, about uh, Andrew Dowell. Yeah. Took a few days. Well, look, <laughs> hey, hey, Dowell injury hurts on special teams. Like, let's not, let's not, you know, make any bones about it. I mean, he, he's a damn good special teams player. And yeah. honestly, they were expecting him to, uh, to 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 make the leap a little bit this year. You know, he's Which, that guy uh, that always excels during training camp and preseason, and just numbers game catches up at another position, and he just doesn't get a chance to really show what he has. But uh, you know, yeah. Sewell, they're saying has been stepping up, so we'll see. Yeah, bookmark that special teams thought because uh, about the recent few days of signings or visits, that's something I'm going to get back to. But I think I find it interesting that. One of the biggest gripes we always had with Sean Payton was that we never knew anything about injuries. It was like, ah, he went down. Any any updates on the injury? You all know I don't talk about injuries. Like, nothing. I get it, you know? though, man. So, it's like, you don't, don't want to I get it, but it's, yeah. it's almost like uh, now that we have a coach who actually tells us what he supposedly thinks about an injury, I'm kind of like, do I wish he didn't say anything? Because when I hear the head coach saying, like, uh, nothing we think that's uh, too serious. And and then if something does end up being serious, it's like, well, shit, you got my hopes up. Because uh, you yeah. can always lean back on the training staff. But like it, it ended up being more serious than we thought at the outset. Like they can always say that. But I've noticed that uh, DA, as opposed to Peyton, he, he has definitely given some like reportable take on pretty much any injury that, that we've had so far. I mean – like he'll even say they're going in for imaging. Like Sean Payton would never. <laughs> you know, he wouldn't tell you, especially at training camp. And maybe when injuries were required to be reported, you had to put a, a P or a Q next to a dude's name. But uh in Peyton in, in a, a almost called a Peyton camp, kinda was. But in training camp, yeah, there's no way Peyton would be giving us the amount of uh information we get from DA. So uh I hope he's right, is all I'm saying, with with his oh, not too concerned. You know, not too concerned. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't I think the, Well, let me say this. I think the biggest thing is there's there's several key guys that we need to not get hurt. You know, Marshawn Lattimore, Derek yeah, Carr. Yeah. Those those to me are your two indispensable players at this point. You know, if Carr gets hurt, it's going to be a bad season. If yeah, Lattimore gets hurt, that defense is going to it's going to struggle a little bit. Yeah. You know, Nick's been on record multiple times on this uh, podcast talking about his thoughts on Lattimore. And the reality is he's 100% correct and that Marshawn is quite possibly our best player at this point. You know, yeah. and I'm saying that above DeMario and, and, and Cam and uh, everybody else. Like, Marshawn well, defense all- is just different when he's in there. I mean, you can see it when he got hurt yeah. last year. And then when he came back, how the defense amped up to a whole other level towards the end of the season. I, For whatever reason, when he's out there, the defense is far yeah. better. And look, by all accounts, he's having his best camp ever. Yeah. You know, Underhill's been gushing about him. All the other beat reporters for the Saints have been gushing about Lattimore. Like he's out there dominating people. Yeah. You know, it's I a mean, big deal when like Michael Thomas wins a rep against him. It's a big deal because yeah. it's not happening often at this point. Because it's basically so. like when you look at Carr or Lattimore, and like you said, who's indispensable. I mean, you're talking about the absence of those players literally costing you wins in the win-loss yeah. column, you know, and yeah. those players don't grow on trees. So, yeah, I mean, will DeMario cost a win? Possibly. 
will Lattimore cost a win? Definitely. Yes, definitely. Will Carr cost a win? Definitely. You know, and uh, those are the – yeah, I agree. Like, Yeah, like, you know, you know Benjamin – yeah, you know Benjamin. That doesn't. That's you know. Does it suck? Yeah, it sucks. But the reality is, you can sign a running back off the street that's going to give you the production of you know Benjamin. He's RB four you know, at best. He's RB four. Yeah, at best. And then you right. get uh, Andrews Pete. It's an expectation at this point that he's going to get hurt. Some I, you, you you know there's a big sect of Saints fans that are like relieved to see him not on the field. <laughs> Almost like yeah, doing this. That's, not that's us. a bad take, though, man. Because look, as no, much not shit us. But as, well, I know, I know. But I'm just saying, for anyone listening, like as much shit as we give Pete, and like I personally have given him a lot of shit over the years on on Twitter. But I mean, this dude, look, he's trying. He's better than <laughs> the alternative. You know what I mean? Like he's overpaid, obscenely overpaid for what he does, and that's why but, he catches so much shit. If we're being honest, he the, it was a yeah, bad contract. It was a bad we contract. Gave, yeah, because uh, when you're looking at him versus James Hurst, it's like it's kind of debatable which one has an edge on the other. But no one's out here like trashing or dragging James Hurst through the mud, you know? Because like, well, Hurst makes a fraction. Of he wasn't a first, so. exactly, and that's why. But but you Pete know. is a. I mean, he he's made three Pro Bowls. I know we can talk. What does the Pro Bowl really mean? But he is a far above average player. We just happen. You know, our front office thought he was a top three guard in the league when we paid him. So, you know, everyone hones in on that and we like to talk shit about him. And for that value, it's 100% correct. But the player as a player on the field, if you throw all that out the window, again, the team's better when he's there than when he's not. Yeah. He's a solid solid player. The last thing I have on the injuries is that, like, I think Lattimore, Carr, you're right about that, Max. I think – like multiple, if it's multiple injuries to like Ranchek, McCoy, Penning, like at the same time, I think that equates to either one Marshawn or one Carr. Because I think if we really want to make noise this year, that O line doesn't have to just hold its own. I think it has to overachieve for us to really make noise. Because that's if you look at all the position groups, you know it seems pretty good. Like. Not the depth at linebacker, but the starters, solid. DBs, obviously solid. QB, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. We all know the drill there. D-line even. But the one, the biggest question is that O-line. We talked about it with Ralph last episode. And I think if that if that O-line, if everyone just plays to their like base level grade, we yeah, we're playoffs, sure. But if we really want to make noise, like that O-line has to overachieve. I think the O-9 team... No one saw that coming out of that offensive line. They overachieved, and they were ballers. They set a standard from that point out. I think we have to kind of have the same degree, and that's why the injuries – that's why I looked at the O-line really hoping we stay healthy there. You know what, though? Like, I don't – I don't – I get your point, but I don't agree with the overachieved part because these guys, for the most part, were high picks. You know, Penning's a first-round pick. Andrews Pete is a first-round pick. Eric McCoy is a high second-round pick. Uh, Ruiz, Ruiz first was pick. a first-round pick. Ryan Ramch- Ramchak was a first-round pick. It's not that they need to overachieve. These fucking guys need to just do what their pedigree says they were supposed to do. And they're all well, relatively young in that I think the oldest one is 28 or 29. It's either Pete or Ramchak. I'm not sure which one. Yeah, I think Pete's 29, and that's yeah, the I think Pete's 29 and Ramchak's probably 28. The rest of these guys are pups, man. They're young. Yeah. Like McCoy's probably 25, 26. Penning and Ruiz. Ruiz is really young. So if he can put it together. But my yeah. point is, like, I don't think overachieve. If they just achieve what they're supposed to achieve on paper from when they were drafted – these, like, well, I think a- there's a difference there. I think there is a expectation when they were drafted, and then since they've been drafted, like the years that they've been in the league. And no, to but some I hear that. But, think- but look, Penning's in his second year, and he was hurt last year. Well, yeah, he's. Uh, di- I mean, Penning's, McCoy Penning's has different, been, but McCoy has been exceptional since he was drafted. Ramchak has been exceptional since he was drafted. Ruiz, rough first two years. Last year, pulled it together, had a solid year. So the third one, Pete, we just finished talking about how he's better than people give him credit for. You know, it's more a, a statement on the contract that he was given by our front office than his play on the field. But yeah. Pete is a rock-solid player. So I, I don't think they need to overachieve, man. They just need to do what they're supposed to do. 
Yeah, be I just I, I just think of how we yeah. were on the O line during the O nine year, and we were just elite. I think if you well, could say, hold on, hold on, and Nickel Nickelback this up. Were they elite, or were they a byproduct of Drew Brees being at the top of his game and knowing everything that was going on and elevating everyone around him? Nick, go ahead no, and say what you're going to say. I know what you're that's, chick- say. that's chicken in the egg a little bit, but I don't think it is. I, I think it's not an anomaly that every offensive line Brees had was a pretty good offensive line, and Brees was think never sacked. I don't think that's true. He got clobbered his last two years. He I'm had just no ta- time to throw the ball. You think he got clobbered? Go look at the sack numbers. He didn't get clobbered. He got hit a few times. That's what I mean. Older. He was he was but, under duress like crazy his last two years. I, I just I don't agree with that. And he wasn't sacked much. And we were very efficient on offense those last two years. Uh, he was an older dude who couldn't take a shot. I, I think that's probably part of it. Um, and part of it's a little bit of luck. You know, getting your hand hit on a helmet is unlucky. Um, you know, having a 300-pound guy fall straight on your ribs is a little unlucky, you know, when he's outside Agreed. the pocket trying to make a play. I, I don't – I'm not saying those lines the last couple of years. I'm not in disagreement that they weren't as good as the Jari years and, you know, Carl Nix and all those guys. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying a quarterback like that can make things look so much better than maybe they are. It, there's a reason – that's Brady true. never gets sacked. You know, it, it, he was bombarded last year and didn't get sacked. So that's, that's uh, true. But I think the guys that we ended up with, yeah, Drew Drew made them better. But but regardless, like that O line was was elite. I think if this O line were to be elite, you would say that they overachieved by becoming elite. Like, are they elite right now? Which no, which line? Which line so the, in particular are you saying was elite in the in the Breeze era? I think he's saying two thousand nine. The O nine was definitely an elite offensive line. If if this offensive line ended up having the performance, and I'm talking run block and pass block combined, uh, if this offensive line got to a level to where they were being compared to the O nine offensive line, which again is an offensive line that just trounced the league, made people look silly. Uh, then you would say that they overachieved to get there because no one's expecting them to be that way. Well, hold on. Let's talk about the 2009 offensive line. So left tackle, Jamal Brown, first-round pick. Carl Nix, I think fourth fourth or fifth-round pick. I'm not sure which. Uh, definitely was way better than the uh, round he was drafted in. Jonathan Goodwin, we traded for him, I believe, uh, or signed him from the Jets. Jari Evans, amazing fourth-round pick, Hall of Fame player. Zach Streif, love Stin- the guy. Stinchcomb. No, no, no. Streif on this it, team. In 09, it was Streif, I think, right? It's Streif, yeah. I thought Stinchcomb was still on that team. He might have been on the team. I'm looking at the, the 2009 starting lineup here. Who started so, in, the, in the Super Bowl? I, I guess Streif was our right tackle by then, yeah. Yeah. So, man – I can I mean, tell you this line is more talented than that line. This line is more talented. It, it is. I agree with him. You know, look, Jamal Brown, Trevor Penning, that's neck and neck. Well, I haven't Carl Nix, I'm going to give not, Carl no, Nix. No, no, well, hold Penning, on. You can't – wait, wait, hold on. No, you hold on. <laughs> you can't say Penning and Brown are neck and neck. Not right now. That's crazy. You Jamal can't Brown, today. You can, you can talent-wise. You can't yeah, you say can. that as a pro he has well, that's what I mean. Jamal that's Brown. what I mean. Because you realize Jamal Brown was out of the league pretty quickly, bro. Because no, he, was of quick. he was quick. He was quick, but like so. No, realistically, Penning is a long talent way to go. wise. Talent wise, you can absolutely comp them. And honestly, Penning is more talented than Jamal Brown ever was. If we're going off of talent, physical but... ability, physical ability. Uh, Carl Nix, obviously, he's a better player than Andrew Speed. It's not close. Right. Jonathan Goodwin, Eric McCoy. I'm giving McCoy the edge. Bullshit. No, uh, Goodwin all You're day. Crazy. You're right crazy now? if you say yeah. otherwise. Absolutely, right now, Eric McCoy is a better player than Jonathan Goodwood was. Yeah, I'm, I'm not there. He is. I think he's, he's, it's not even in question. Now, Jari Evans, absolutely a better player than C- player than Cesar Ruiz. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Ramchek is a better player than Zach Streve, and don't argue that. No, I'm not arguing that. <laughs> okay, yeah. so it's pretty honestly, it's pretty comparable when you talk about it. Well, then they have to. They're not right now, though, because they haven't played. They've played together. All these guys have already played together. I mean, Look, maybe man, with I'm, the exception I'm of gonna, Penning, but I'm going to back up Nick's point on this. 
I think that offensive line success is more a byproduct of Breeze elevating guys that were really good, but taking them up to that elite level just by having him just doing all the check downs and just being aware of everything that's going on. Yeah. Like Nick has said this a million times and it's to the point where my ears, my ears are bleeding, but we're never <laughs> going to see a player like Breeze again. And the reality no, is all of us have taken him for granted in some form or fashion because we look at, you know, we only look at the passing stats. We don't look at all the shit he did before the play. You know, yeah. when, uh, when, say, he, when he walks up to the line, like this dude was elevating everything around him. Let's just no talk question, about no, the receivers no, no, no as question. well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, there's no doubt he elevated the receivers, but the, I agree with you. I agree. He absolutely helped the offensive line. I mean, and I think one thing we can absolutely all agree on is that the past two years with the quarterback play we had, our offensive line, everybody that everybody on it that we just read, the current offensive line, they were on their own. Like they weren't getting any help from the guy that was behind center. So I agree Correct. with that 100%. So hopefully, you know, I stand by what I said about the 9 comps to this one, but hopefully uh, Derek Carr, he's not going to be Breeze. I think anyone that's expecting that can just – no, but he can make this line look good because of the yes. way he gets the ball out. He gets the yes, ball out agreed. quick, like Drew that's what did. I was going to say. And he and he's going to be able he he will more confidently audible. He will more confidently check hot routes. You name it. Uh, I'm not saying that Dalton didn't try to do that. I'm not saying Jameis didn't try to do that. But but I say more confidently. Like like when Carr does it, it's just, he's just going to do it. Like he's he's not going to waffle on it. He's going to be clear about it. He's a better leader. Uh, so yeah, I, I want to see, I'll say this. I want to see Nick's Drew Brees helping the offensive line theory come into fruition this season. That's what I want to say. Yeah. I, I just think the biggest thing is my point was you saying that the offensive line from 2009 is by far superior to our offensive line. That's not true. Well, performance, it's very comparable. For, yes. Performance at the end of that season. Yes. But at the same point. There's a there's a scenario where this offensive line can reach what that offensive line did. Well, and the reason I'm saying it, the reason I use it as a as a, or the, the reason I bring it up in that way is because, with the exception of Penning, who's looking like a, the left tackle starter this year and missed so much time last year, so with the exception of him, there there's it's not like there's new people. It's not like it's a revamped offensive line. It's it's what you worked with last year and mostly the year before that. So let's like, also consider with you, this offensive this, line compared to Oh nine Corey, just where they're at in their career. Um, they're younger. You know, yeah. Not a lot. Uh, this is about yeah, when that line lot. started to take off. Right. Cause we're talking about that Oh six draft. We're talking, um, you know, when, when was Streif drafted? Time out, time out. One, I'm sorry. One correction. It was, it was John Stinchcomb starting lineup for the uh, Super Bowl. Not okay. Shreve, but Shreve I'm still there. taking Ramchek over Stenchcomb, and it's not even close. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm there. I agree with that as well. Um, but so that's a good point. To, I mean, well, hopefully, hold on, yeah. Hold on. To, to Nick's point, the age. Stenchcomb was 30. Jari older. Evans was 26 yeah. in his prime. Yeah. Jonathan Goodwin, 31 on the back mm-hmm. end of his career. Carl Nix, 24, prime of his career. Bushrod. 25. Oh, yeah, it's Bushrod, not Jamal. Jamal Brown was the guy at the beginning of the year, then Bushrod. Yeah. But rebel, here's the deal, though. Penning is, Penning is so much more talented than Bushrod, and his ceiling is so much higher. So it, back to the original point, they and don't let's need look to at it, though. As far as they're, you know, this group, you know, other than Penning, has been together now three years, right? All of them right. since Ruiz got here. You've got uh, three guys that are 25 and under, and you got two 29-year-old guys as the as the veterans looks very similar to what Oh nine looked like. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, you know, Ram checks three time, all pro already. Pete's three time pro bowl. McCoy probably should have made a pro bowl, but our team sucks so absolutely. bad last year. Yeah. Um, and then you've got a first round pick in Penning and then you're mm-hmm. hoping Ruiz makes another jump this year, right? Another first round pick that you hope makes a jump. Yeah. A pretty similar type of way the lines built out and they've been together three years other than Penning. So I'm just, I guess my CJ Ruiz is 24 years old. Think about that for a minute. Look, Jake Hayner is 24 as a rookie. This is Ruiz's what fourth year. Here's my thing. More than that, McCoy's only 25, and it's his fifth year, right? Yeah, dude. I mean, that's what I'm saying. 
this is tough for me because I, I can't really say that y'all are wrong. But I think well, we my, know that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you, you you like hearing me say that. I know I get it. But I think my angst comes from the fact that like it's my angst doesn't come from the fact that y'all aren't wrong. Is it because Stinchcomb went to Georgia? Is that what it is? Hey, my boy, my, my bulldog got a ring with us. I'm good with it. But okay. uh, right. and, I, and I agree, Ramchek's better than him. But it's it's that here's here's the angst. Okay, y'all weren't wrong when you go player by player by player by player, and you you look at their talent. You compare them to the 09 guy and, you, and the age and, and the, the pedigree. And, and so I see that too. My thing is what I, I haven't seen it on the field and I haven't seen the cohesiveness yet. Like that 09 offensive line had arguably the same talent level. But when I say they're an elite, they're an elite unit. Like they played together. And you're right, Nick. I mean, I'm not, before y'all jumped down my throat, like you're right. Breeze was like, the only, if not a huge reason for why they were so cohesive in the way that they played. So it's frustrating to me when I see a a player by player comparison and you can't really say that besides Jari, maybe Nick's like anyone on that Oh nine line was individually far and away a better player. That's why it's frustrating to me that this line just hasn't had that pop. They've had great games, yeah, but let's, sure. let's also look but at like, what I need. I need to see it. I have to see it. That's why I hear you. And, and like the accomplishments, I'm not going to argue. Obviously, that's a Super Bowl winning line. It, it was a great offense. But think about what was responsibility wise. I mean, wasn't McCoy calling all the protections last year because they didn't think Jameis could? Yeah, I think yep. Max and, said and that on previous episodes, too. Like that can't happen. Yeah. Right. And that's and Carr is going to take care of that guaranteed. So. When you put everything on the line and you have someone behind them who can't play, uh, great year by Andy Dalton, overachieved his ass off. You know, the guy's in his mid-30s, had a great year for him. But he's not he's not elevating anyone on that offensive line. We know that. That's and correct. I think just getting a guy in there who can take control of the huddle, let them do what they do, and he's running the whole show back there – I think you're going to see a massive leap, and I don't think the players change very much. I think you're just going to see them look way better. You know, three of these guys could make a Pro Bowl this year if if we have the record we all said we would have on a previous episode. Yeah, and that's uh, what I'm three saying. of I'm, them could be in there. I'm ready. Yeah, to I, see I, it. I agree 100 percent with everything you just said, and that's that's you know the original point Corey made was that this line would have to overachieve, and I think the point to I was make arguing noise. was. To make like get noise. to a championship game. And my thing is, they don't have to overachieve. They just simply need to achieve up to their pedigree. So okay. I think that was the original the original point. Maybe we have different... The 2009 team, obviously, is better. You know, the offensive line was better because they did it. They won as a, a title. Unit. As a unit. But yeah. the reality is, this team, I think, with the right supporting cast, you know, that the uh, 2009 team had, whether it was the opportunistic defense, whether it was Drew Brees in his prime, whether it was Shockey and all of that, I think this team could achieve the same thing with that offensive line. So let me just say this. Here's my optimistic. I'm going to put the spin on it and bring it home with some optimism. If this offensive line can be elevated by Carr, and if, if Carr can elevate this unit, and if this unit plays together, I've seen a bunch of individuals out there the past few years, and I know I kind of sound like a high school football coach right now, but but it's true. You know, like I've seen individual great efforts, but I have yet to see this line, maybe with the exception of one or two games, truly play like a single body, a single cohesive unit. And if if that happens with this line and our defense stays healthy for the most part, stays in that top 10 area. If our skill players can all stay healthy for the most part and car healthy throughout the year, then I'm, I'm going to give a watch out right now. It's a watch out scenario because if this offensive line can elevate it, if this offensive line can be, because they're the weakest link on the team right now. And if they can become a strong point, a strength, then this team, I know we've been saying on paper, but, but there's a huge amount of potential for this team, this offensive line can elevate from where they've been the past two years. The talent is there. They just need to perform <laughs> up to the talent. That's all it is. This team yep. has to stay healthy, or the offensive line has to stay healthy 
and they need to perform to where they were drafted. I'm saying they have they a do, huge they will impact. Fine. And the biggest thing is they now have the most important piece of the puzzle, which is a competent quarterback. We have yep. not had a competent quarterback in two seasons. They yep. now have one where these guys shouldn't have to be performing as individuals. They can perform as one cohesive unit. Yeah, that's that's what we need to see. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, look, I, def- one thing I want to bring up, though, is uh, yeah, go ahead. Cam Jordan, contract extension. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love we, it. you know, let's let's get something we can all three of us be uh, aligned <laughs> on and talk about and be happy about, and that's uh, Cam Jordan, two year contract extension should hopefully, you know, let him retire in the black and gold. Um, we'll see what yeah. happens, but and op- and and also hopefully pass up Ricky Jackson's unofficial sack record with the Saints because his first season or two they didn't count sacks as an official stat. So Cam is already the the official Saints record holder in career sacks, but he needs, I think, uh, nine more to surpass Ricky Jackson's 123. And you know that he knows what it is. Oh, no. Look, from from texting with him, and, you know, we've gone back and forth on this over the last couple of years, you know, he said, he's like, that's the goal. I got to get that number. Yeah. And you you love to see him take – you know what what was it, uh, 27 for two, so 13 a year when – for sure they would have given him more um, just just for who he is. And if he performs just as last year, which was seven and a half sacks, I know three of them were in one game, but seven and a half sacks, you know, still still a huge factor in the run game, even though we weren't as good as a team for most of the season. If he just plays at that level, it's actually a deal for us just as not even being Cam Jordan. So, you know, you gotta you got to love him. He just wants to be here. And and he took a contract that made sure he'll be here till he's done. Yeah, you know I think, like we we talked about it. Honestly, he's a top. I mean, in my opinion, he's one of my favorite three Saints players ever. You know, and yeah. he, he might be number one when it's all said and done. But the it's, guy is just a stand-up guy. And the biggest yeah. thing with him is he is always on the field. The guy never misses games. Yeah, I mean. And it's also refreshing to me to see every team's got a great uh, press conference guy. Every team's got a great, quote, locker room guy. But it's not so often where you see that guy also be one of your top performers. And uh, I just love that he walks the walk, you know, as well as talks the talk. And uh, his commitment to the team, uh, he's, he's, he's so refreshing refreshingly real about everything, you know, and he's, he's not saying like, Oh, you know, we'll start with the division. Hopefully if we win the division, good things will happen. And maybe we get to a championship game. Like, no, he's straight up public about it. Like, no, man, I want to bring car back to Vegas. I want a Super Bowl. Like I want a ring. Like, let's go. And that is uh, the one thing we need. We need him to get one somehow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So like, you know, and and look, I'm pretty convinced too that uh, let's just say he's got a, a you know continued rejuvenation about his play, and in two years from now he's looking like he's like year uh, what was it going to be uh, 17 or 18 by then is is very doable. I'm pretty confident that they're going to hook him up again. They'll just keep him. You know, he said it. He goes, I'm going to evaluate where I am then. You know, I'm not going to put a number on it now had a goal, but I know that that goal can get, get extended. So Yeah, and, and uh, Corey, I know you mentioned special teams earlier, and I know you want to talk about so the, I think uh, that, the local kid that we signed. Yeah, I think that out of all the signings or potential signings, I mean, like, I, I, honestly, Max, I, I, I don't know if I'm disappointed. I thought you were going to be a lot more higher on Kareem Hunt. So <laughs> I was planning on coming in and, like, knocking him down. No, and man, you, that's not that's, that's about that's it. Nick, and, I, uh, look, look, but, I, I but will, I will, maybe look, there is no world that, you know, <laughs> Benjamin is better than Kareem Hunt. So I would uh, prefer to sign Kareem Hunt. See, as much as I want to go on one of those like magical hot take rides, do it. I can't say, I can't, Fucking do you know, it. what you got? Give me Caden Nellis Mountain here. What you got? No, 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 I'm saying like this would, this would have been a perfect opportunity if I was feeling really squirrely to be, to tell you some argument as to why Edo Benjamin's actually better than Kareem Hunt, but I can't, I can't do that. 
I would I, I would cut I your mic off. I can't. Your mic would get cut off, and you would we would disconnect <laughs> your feed. I can't even conscious to do that. But yeah, I think I think that there is an argument to be made, which is my favorite uh, famous last words. Whenever I say that, that uh, the John Trey Kirkland situation, and hear me out, could actually have more of an impact on the team's win loss bottom line than the Kareem Hunt potential signing. Okay, so you're go- you're probably going to need to explain to Nick who John Trey Kirkland is first of all. <laughs> So John Trey Kirkland, and I don't even like, I mean, me being the professed Georgia Bulldog fan, but the guy came from LSU. He was a wide yeah. receiver, converted Never from DB. Uh, but <laughs> he, he was a special. Five years. But the reports, like, all accounts, he's a freak athlete. He can do lit- almost literally anything on the field. He, he He's the one that filled in at quarterback. You yeah, know, the, the game, game was yeah. horrible. They but, didn't score. Um, no, they did score. They scored what? No, the they fourth? scored three touchdowns. He, he had three touchdowns. Did he? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so yeah. here's the thing. We talked about losing Andrew Dowell earlier. And if you go back through the, the you know, you go back to the 09 team there again, like the the contributors on special teams were household names. And then Wait. even of more recent vintage, Com- you've got out. guys like Come JT out. Gray, Chris Banjo. I feel like you're going somewhere with like Caden Ellis. You're, you're going to Caden Ellis Mountain. I don't know how you're spending it, but you're going somewhere with this Kirkland signing. So who 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 does he comp to? Who is he? I'm not. No, I don't have a comp for him. Uh, I mean, you could talk about like. Uh, I feel like you're on the fence, and you're about to go there. You just need a little extra prodding. Where was he last year? Wasn't that bowl game two years ago? It was. He signed with the Arizona the Cardinals. Ex- no, he, he signed with the Arizona Cardinals. Had two touchdowns in the preseason. Got released. No, went to the practice squad. Got a DUI. And got released um, after that. Went to the XFL, had 300 and I think 20 yards, a couple of touchdowns, a bunch of highlight plays. The team was 4-0, got injured, tore a peck or something, and then they man. went 3-3 the rest of the way. No, I wasn't going for a comp. I was just really saying that, like, and I, I don't know which one you're trying to, like, guide me to there, Max, if you're trying to, like. I'm not guiding. I'm just trying to give. Look, I gave you the ball, and I'm clearing <laughs> out the lane, and I'm getting out the way. Yeah, no, I just think that. By the time the dust settles on this season, it's possible that. So you're uh, saying he makes the team? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he makes the team as the fifth or sixth wide receiver slash core special teamer, in your opinion? Yeah, that's and I super think hard, dude. He makes, Man, but that he is... makes he makes the team and and makes some plays on special teams. He so I'm flies say in as, flies in I'm from the gunner spot. He makes some key just. Oh, didn't expect to see him in that spot on special teams, but shit, we just reversed the field because he just tackled the dude on a punt inside the 10. Stuff like that, flash plays that you didn't expect. You know, we've always had some kind of guy like that. Uh, at least our good teams, our special so, teams have always had a guy like that. I think he'll say he be that I, guy. I hope you're right, and I do hope he makes the team because he was a very intriguing prospect for me coming out the previous yeah. year. Yeah, and he's, he, he's, he's fast as fuck. He can jump. Out of the building. 42-inch vertical. Oh, I, think I, think had, I think he's got a higher than 42-inch, and he ran like a 4-2. Like, the guy is a freak freak athlete. Yeah, exactly. I'd love so, for him to make the team. I just – I struggle he, to see who he beats out because – That's where I'm at. Who's he beat out? Maybe we need he, to talk look, about that. Traquan's making the team. As much as I hate Traquan Smith and I want him off of the fucking team, he's making the team. Well, it, it won't be a question of, like – what? I see him as a practice squatter for the first half of the year. And you might, yeah, I mean, you might be wrong. I just think, however it happens, whether he begins the year on the practice squad and comes into the fold later, I think when the dust settles, there's a real chance that as big of a name as he is and as exciting as it could be if we sign him, that John Trey Kirkland could have a higher impact on this team than Kareem Hunt. Well, let's let Kareem Hunt sign with the team before we even have this discussion because it's not, I don't even think it's happening. We will circle back to that if we sign Kareem Hunt. We will discuss it. How I, I give Kareem Hunt about a 10% chance of signing. I don't I think, think it's high, I think it's higher than that, but I mean. I don't think it happens because why would he go with, Why would he go through training camp? Like right now at this point, sit on the sidelines until someone more high profile gets hurt to where you can slide into a starting position. Well, I don't think he signs tomorrow, but I think – if he's weighing his options. I don't think he signs with us, period. Nah, that's fair. I mean, it's so, wrong. 
but I just I would no, it's absolutely, thinking, absolutely, absolutely. As I was thinking about it today, I was just like, if Kareem does sign, as it's just like it's the easy thing to do to say, Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt, Rookie of the Year, rushing leader. But in reality, like even if he were to sign, your boy Kirkland, if he does his thing on special teams, could have a more of a real impact than your RB three. I don't see that at all, but we can discuss that if we sign Kareem Hunt. <laughs> I can't wait. Bart Scott, GIF. can't wait. I, uh, I kind of love it. I, I, You know, the season's not quite here yet, and Corey is already uh, warming up Caden Ellis Mountain. Like, he's, he's getting it ready. He's, he's, he's ready to spit out some hot takes all throughout the know, season. It's going to be fun. It, it's, it's like they say in life, Max, there's always room at the top. You know, if you're trying to – don't worry about what's in the way. You want to be. You want to get to the top. There's always room at the top. Well, same let me goes say this. For, same this goes for Caden Ellis. Caden Ellis Mountain. This is a future. <laughs> this is a plug for a future episode. But I can't wait for the season preview episode, which will drop after week three slash final cutdowns in the preseason. Yeah, I can't wait to hear some of your season predictions. I'm about to get like, the kitchen. I'm, I'm ready to. I'm ready to write these down. We're going to record the. Obviously, we'll record the episode. And well, we're going to really um, circle back on these at the end of the year. The takes are going to be hot, I'm sure. Uh, oh, yeah, they just are. Consider, th- consider this the time where I'm I'm uh, pulling up the recipes on the Amazon. Uh, this is your you preseason. Know, Let's I'm be honest. I'm Googling the recipes. Yeah. I'm thinking of, I'm, I'm on my way to, to Whole Foods, Rouse's. You know, I guess it's me. So we're, we're going to Rouse's. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, and uh, I'm picking out the ingredients. We're going to get ready to start cooking. Man, I can't wait. I'm ready to eat. <laughs> oh, you will. You will feast. I have no doubt. <laughs> well, you know what? Like, let's 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 wrap it up with this. Do we have any thoughts on the preseason game? Other than the say, obvious of uh, no injuries. Well, no injuries, but I think it's interesting that you know Allen was so adamant about the starters playing. Car, Derek Carr playing. Sometimes coaches will say like, "Oh yeah, the starters are playing," but you know Breeze wouldn't play. Whatever, but you know. DA's like, yeah, no, I want to see the guys play. They're all playing. And we also know that Andy, Andy Reid likes to historically play his starters. So, you know, I think kind of that's interesting. Um, and also it makes me think, you know, with the new three-game preseason, new-ish, you know, is is week one the new week three of the preseason? Because these teams do their joint practices in weeks two and three. They don't play their starters in the games because they all got work in the joint practices. So, you know, is week one now becoming like the – throw in your starters for a series or a quarter. Um, I don't know, but it, I'm looking forward to at least seeing, you, know, you can't put too much stock in it, of course, because I'm sure the play calling will be vanilla, even for uh, Carmichael and uh, Nick's favorite guy and uh, Reed. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing Carr and, and Mahomes out there. Maybe, maybe Mahomes, maybe not. I'm just looking forward to seeing no injuries and uh, Camara out there for as little bit of time as possible. Sure. Agreed. A lot of more too. Yeah. Nick, what you got? Anything? No, I think I have no problem with it at all. <laughs> Zero. I I think it's blown out of proportion that they don't play at all. I think they should play a couple series every week, honestly, just to get yeah. rhythm in the offense. Ever since ever since we've seen the all these coaches and it's universal, it's not the Saints get away from playing in the preseason completely we've seen just horrible week one and week two games for the most yeah. part teams so, literally look like they're trudging through the preseason week one it's horrible yeah so i'm um, all for it now i don't want them playing the whole game i don't want them even playing a lot but just to get some continuity and get some rhythm on offense especially i'm all for it yeah i saw underhill had a great uh swat down to some you know guy that replied to his account it was like I don't want to see them at all. Why are we even risking it? You know, it's it, which is look. I mean, a typical response. And no, nobody wants injuries. But I mean, I agree with Underhill and and, and y'all where it's he had the great response of these guys need to get out there. Like it's not the same as practice. Like you need to be in a full uniform, go on the stadium, play against live fire. Like they need that in order to be what you want them to be. Come week one, it just it has to happen. Um, but yeah, so that's, but you know, I, honestly, I like going to these preseason games. It's stress free. You're in the dome. You get cheap tickets for some decent seats. Uh, Shit, I hate to, going to them. Get, I like watching them on TV. I 
I look, I, I low key like, uh, you know, I low key love it. I mean, it doesn't compare to a real game. That's, that's the thing. If you go there thinking about a real game, then you've already lost. I go there as like stress free, get a little look, see the guys with your own eyes for the first time in a long time, uh, with all the frills of a game. But you don't have to worry about who wins and loses. To me, it's great. But it's uh, good. next year you can buy my tickets from me. Uh, I'll make you. I'll make you sweat. I'll go buy cheaper ones. Mm. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. So I think uh, that's going to about wrap it up, it up yeah. for this episode. We think we hit some good points. Unexpectedly long O line uh, conversation. Thanks to me, I guess, on that one. But uh, you know, we'll come at you next week. Uh, we'll talk about what we saw in the Chiefs game. Uh, maybe we'll have some some more fun topics for you down the line here. As uh, yeah off-season continues and training cramp progresses. But uh, until then, thank you for listening to another episode of the 28-3 to 3 podcast. What a comeback! 